Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today on the show, we have Deb Foy with Novus.Global. Welcome, Deb. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about your practice. How are you serving folks? Yeah, so I get to um, create sacred spaces with individuals and allow them to really tap into their full potential and live the life and career that they are capable of living. Now, what's your backstory? How'd you get into this line of work? Uh, I hired a coach and my life transformed and uh, I was able to do exactly what I told you, uh, live to my fullest capacity. And now I get to actually do that with others. Now, what were you doing where you thought a coach could help you? I was uh, an IT executive running teams, uh, thought I was running teams to their fullest capability and realizing that I really wasn't, but not, not knowing that. Um, And so this really opened up a, a lot of things for me to really uh, work with people and have them truly look at what is holding them back. Now, with uh, getting a coach at that time, was that something you thought of on your own? You said, hey, I need a coach. Or was that something that your organization you were with said, you know what, coaching is important to us and we're going to assign coaches to certain people? Um, no, there was an individual in my life that said, I think you need a coach. Um, and then I actually uh, paid for it out of my own pocket at first. And then, um, yeah, and then the rest is history. I was able to really um, start to get results that I was always looking for. And then, um, you know, other people then started to support it. Now, do you find that in companies today, they're more open to coaching and that coaching is just part of the um, kind of way they serve their employees? I think it's I think it's turning into that. I still think there is a ramp up for people to really understand what coaching can do, um, not only just for the individual, but for teams and the actual culture within companies. So what are some of the ways that you see a coach kind of helping transform somebody to be kind of a, a, a better them? Yeah, um, so often when I um, I, I uh, coach individuals um, like in corporate America, is that we uh, we don't really show up um, predetermined and to get max value out of things. We just kind of show up and just uh, let life. Uh, we live life, so we kind of show up in, in disempowered ways, and we kind of get in our own way, and we don't even. Uh, see that we do that because that's our default and that's how we kind of just show up and operate from our, um, our our operating system, if you will. Now, there's a line from a movie. Uh, I forgot what the movie was, but uh, the character said he's a twig on the river of life. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of struck me because I think a lot of people, it's how you describe, they're kind of just, just going along with the current and whatever happens, you know, they're kind of reacting to it as it happens. It sounds like in your kind of framework, it's more, you, you, you get to be more proactive and make more choices. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I love um, what, what comes to mind is the four human survival needs when you talk about the twig, because we talk about like that in a lazy river. And, you know, we all, most of us have been in the lazy river. You just hop on a tube and you kind of go where it takes you. And, and that's exactly, I love that twig analogy because like when, when we have uh, an awareness around some of the things and how we operate, we don't necessarily want to go where that current is taking us. So tell us about those four human survival needs and how your framework helps us kind of get the most out of ourselves. Yeah. Um, so the, the first one would be looking good. And, and in, in most cases, we're more committed to one or a cocktail of these four needs. And, um, you know, when, when you see somebody walking down the street and they actually trip and fall, what's the first thing that they typically do? they get up and they look around to see if anybody saw them because we're really focused on looking, looking good. Right. And that it's something that it, they're less concerned about their own well-being, but if somebody saw them, that would be more hurtful to themselves. Right. And so that, that shows up, that can show up in many different aspects in our lives, but just think about in the, in the corporate setting, when we show up in a, in a boardroom or, or a meeting of some type that, you know, we show up and we're more committed to looking good than anything else, um, whatever the meeting's about kind of thing. And so that that shows up more than just walking down the street and then, you know, stumbling. The second one would be feeling good. Um, and again, you know, we have we have a we may have a tough day and we want to, like, stop the pain. Right. And, and what do we typically want to do um, is we want to come home. We want to, like, grab our favorite snack food, sit down and maybe Netflix it out because we just want to feel good. We want to, we want to self comfort and we're focused on that more than anything else sometimes. And, and that shows up in many other facets too, of uh, I'm just really more focused on just feeling good in this moment in time. So what are the other two? The other two is uh, one of my favorites is being right more than sex or heroin. Our brain wants to be right about something. And I always ask, what do people's brain want to be right about? And it's usually around our limitations. And we have a story that we usually share in the space of, you know, your, your kid gets their license, you throw them the keys to the car and you say, get, you know, be home by 11 o'clock. And so story plays out. Where are the parents at 1059? They're usually right at that door waiting for that kid to come home and the kid comes home and it's 10 59. And what's the first thing that's said to him is cutting it close, aren't you? <laughs> Cause why? Cause they wanted to be right. right. About not, right? So, and again, how that shows up in so many aspects of our life. So, so the last one is being in control. And so we, we, as human beings, we want to be in control. And so, so often we don't plan ahead, you know, so often I've been late for a meeting. So you find yourself at, at the light, the green light, and you're like, you know, come on, come on, baby, change, change, because we want to be in control. And we feel like we're in control, but yet we are in control. Um, but it's that need. So these four human survival needs at any one time that we're more committed to or a cocktail of them, um, that kind of gets in the way um, and is possibly a pattern that shows up in our life that gets in the way of the very things that we say that we want. So then we we have kind of a 
most people you believe have kind of a North star. There is something that they are aiming at. And then some of these, um, I guess you call them survival needs get in the way of them achieving that because they're almost self-sabotaging themselves as they go towards that goal. Absolutely. Yeah. We all have a, uh, like you say, North star, we like to say vision, right? We all do have a vision regardless, regardless if it's written down or not that we are moving towards and they're all always movement in our lives, but then yet we are more committed to um, one of these four things. And there's a host of other things that we, um, you know, gaps in our lives that, that hold us back, that we allow to hold us back. And we don't, we don't even know our relationship or narrative around these things typically. So is that where a coach can come in and ask some probing questions and really kind of dig maybe layers deep and not just take things at face value and really kind of probe and see what is that vision? What is the steps they're taking and make them aware of some of the self-sabotage or maybe um, just kind of unconscious activities that they've been doing? Absolutely. And it's a space like no other that is able, if, if, if people show up in that vulnerable, authentic way going like, this is what's going on. This is how it is occurring to me. And this is what is kind of getting in my way. We can unpack those things and the very things that were always available to them will become crystal clear and more in focus. And therefore they're able to then move toward and move the needle towards those very things that they want instead of the things that they didn't want. Now, do you find that the folks that can be vulnerable and have uh, enough kind of self-awareness to even raise their hand to be open to having coaching are are kind of going to get the most out of this? And, and the folks that maybe need the most coaching are the ones that aren't self-aware and that they do not kind of uh, look deeper into themselves. Yeah. So so what what comes up for me when you share that? is that um, everyone comes to this space in a different level of awareness. And we are, we're able as coaches to uh, work with whatever level of awareness that they have and to um, open that up for them. And so, yeah, the ones that possibly know that, that they have a, a different level of awareness and, and want something different um, possibly would start in a different place. And those that maybe don't have awareness would start um, in, in a different place, but we can get those, all those people into a place where they're moving the needle and actually achieving the results that they're looking to achieve in their life. Now, is this framework that you've developed, uh, is this something that you developed yourself or is this something that you've just kind of cobbled together from other folks? How did you come about this, um, um, well, yeah, well, Novus Global, um, we kind of, um, our foundation and metho- methodology um, focuses on the, fo- the human survival needs, but also focuses on, around what we call Go Live. And it stands for um, growth, ownership, love, integrity, vision, and energy. And when you unpack um, your relationship and the narratives around that um, for individuals, teams, and cultures within companies, people begin to show up differently. People begin to um, really start to tap into their energy and their potential like they've never had before. Now, in your work, do you work primarily with individuals, maybe entrepreneurs, or is it something you go to enterprise-level organizations and work with entire teams 
Uh, we do both, and we actually uh, branch out into other avenues as well and work with a lot of professional athletes as well. So um, in that in your work, then it can be a variety of folks and, and the outcome isn't always kind of a business case. It could be, like you said, an athlete who's just trying to kind of get the most out of themselves. Absolutely. Um, we do a lot of mindset performance coaching uh, for athletes. Mm-hmm. Now, can you share a story uh, maybe with uh, an entrepreneur, maybe uh, you work, I'm sure with some coaches as well, but a story where they came to you, and they had a challenge and maybe explain the challenge, obviously don't name the name, but explain the challenge they had worked with you and then the new level you were able to help them get to. Yeah. Uh, so we worked with a team um, within an industry um, and they hired us to really individ- to actually um, enhance their leadership within the individual members of the team and then in cha- in in the results would be the team and their leadership capability. So we went well beyond that and in working with us um, we were able to uh, when someone um, when a team actually creates their goals and objectives for the year it usually takes months and in our two and three day training we had them do this and basically they were done with their goals and objectives within an afternoon and then we followed up with a, a coaching engagement and in that coaching engagement they were able to save uh 60 million dollars just as it relates to um shortening their product launch because of our coaching and how we then continued to invite them into expanding their intuitive fences. And what I mean by an intuitive fence is that what you think is possible and what you think is impossible. So in working with us, we expanded their fence saying that they could continue to uh, reduce the timeline for that production and they were able to save $60 million. In addition to that, that same team actually prior to working with us wanted to go after business that they thought was impossible to be awarded. And in working with us, we then expanded their intuitive fence around that. They went after that business and they were actually awarded that new business that they thought was once impossible to achieve. Why do you think so many people don't aim higher? Um, there's, we believe that leaders and we, and I call everyone a leader because we lead our own life, always struggle with underestimating their ability and underestimating their team's ability. So we like to say, and we deem this phrase and, and, uh, copyrighted it, it's meta performance. So we don't, you know, it's always a buzz of high performers. We say, what is a meta performer? Meta performers ask themselves and their teams, what are they capable of, which the, there's no ceiling to. So when you begin to have that shift and you begin to ask yourself and others that very question, you begin to really challenge yourself and ignite your energy as it relates to doing and accomplishing that result. Now, one of the reasons we do this show is to help other coaches learn from each other. Can you share with our listeners how you got your last client? How did your last client come to you and your team? 
So this person I was talking to, it was a referral, actually, someone that they knew had coached with me. And so they were, they were uh, recommended said, Hey, you really need with what I'm hearing from you. I really think um, this firm could help you in achieving the goals that you're looking to achieve. So we had a conversation. um, And in fact, you know, we actually have a conversation around, is it a good fit? Um, Is it a good fit for them? And is it a good fit for us? And in, in talking to this person, they had some pretty, pretty awesome goals that they were going after and they didn't know how they were going to achieve them. And so then that's how I got my last client. And, um, and again, you know, word of mouth is comes from a very strong place because that person has experienced it and they're like, this is what you need in order to get what you're looking for. And that's typically how we get most of our business is by word of mouth. Um, and the life changing experience that those people have had that they want to share with people in their in their system. And how do you kind of help them uh, or encourage them to share when uh, some folks who go or work with a coach of any kind, they either like to keep it on the down low, like so they can have people think they're doing this all on their own or they're embarrassed, uh, not by your work, but just embarrassed that they might need help or they don't have all the answers. How do you kind of help your clients have the confidence to recommend you and refer you and share the good work that you're doing? I think what happens is that their language starts to change. They actually start to show up differently, more confident, and in ways where people around them begin to ask them, what are you doing differently? And then they're just, they just share honestly, like, yeah, I've, I've started to coach because they really recognize not only is their language changing, they're changing as a, they're, they're actually seeing the shifts and the transformation right before their very eyes. And they usually ask these people what's going on, what's different about you. And they share in that regard, like, honestly, well, is your ideal client, you mentioned you work with a variety, is the ideal client, though, um, that individual kind of high achiever that's looking to get to a new level, the, you know, Fortune 500 or enterprise level company, and then you mentioned, you know, a high performing athletes, any or all of those are the uh, kind of sweet spot for you and your team? Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think, I, I think the, uh, the most fun I have are the people that are that know they want to change and are looking to change um, and are ready and willing to do the work. Right. There, there's no uh, shortcut or hack away from doing the work. Like no. there's no kind of silver bullet. I know a lot of folks are looking for something like that, but this, this takes uh, some effort. Absolutely. Yeah. I say you can't get it at a, you know, you can't pick up a pill and take it. Uh, it takes the effort. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Deb, congratulations on all the success. If somebody wants to learn more and have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on the team, what's the website? Uh, Novus Global, um, or my website is also debfoy.com. And so uh, we'd love to uh, have a conversation with you and see what you're up to and uh, champion you, uh, advocate for you. And that's Novus, N-O-V-U-S dot G-L-O-B-A-L. Well, thank you again for sharing your story, Deb. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thanks so much. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio. Yeah.